Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Movie Mavericks. The Movie Mavericks Podcast. Movie Mavericks. Speaking of fucking long, uncut European cocks. The Movie Mavericks Podcast. Now for your hosts, Jason and Trevor. I can't wait. Hey now, everybody. Welcome to episode 280 of the Movie Mavericks Podcast. I'm Trevor Anderson. Send you over to Jason Rugard. He's got a rundown for us. Talking today about our predictions for We Are Friends, No Escape, and a little bit of trivia few debate topics here. We're talking about Fifty Shades of Grey getting a new director, George Miller possibly taking on the sequel for Man of Steel, reviews for Fantastic Four, Vacation, Chappie, Maggie, and the unauthorized Full House story that aired last night on the Lifetime channel. Also, trailers, we've got The Witch, Victor Frankenstein, The Green Inferno, Turbo Kid, and The Keeping Room. we got a packed show today, so let's jump right into it. It's not a question of enough, pal. It's a zero-sum game. Somebody wins, somebody loses. Let's play the HSX.com box office prediction game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I lost. I got spanked pretty hard. <laughs> and uh, I was the one that did the spanking. Because again, oh Thank my. you and call you Poppy. Uh, you spanked me and call me Poppy? Isn't no, that no, weird? No, no, no. You called me Poppy. Well, I yeah, you. yeah, yeah. That's, that sounds more right. That's how Pedro says it. Uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> Wow, uh, that's that's a lot of information. Um, yeah, so I just I, I didn't go back and edit my my numbers like I should have. And, yeah, you um, should have weaseled it. You didn't weasel it this week. I didn't. I wasn't pay. I had other things going on. I lost track of it, and uh, I paid the price. Uh, yeah, because you thought American Ultra was going to do thirteen and a half. You scoffed mm-hmm. at me when I said six. It did even less than that. So there was really four Luckily, people per screening. Luckily, these are all small numbers, so everything, I still get points for all of this. Yeah, you get sympathy points. I still get points, yeah. But yeah, American Ultra, I can't believe, um, I guess 13-something millions, this obviously did, uh, you know, less than half of that. And I just, I don't, I can't believe that no one went, that there's no one went to Zaz. I mean, literally no one. I was already guessing no one was going to go see it. Yeah, the, the seven people that saw it in America apparently didn't like it and they told no one. So wow. looking forward to this weekend, I don't think we have too many uh, or really any big breakout success here. We have No Escape, which uh, I, I think I told you about this earlier in the week. Something bizarre happened this week where uh, they had one showing of this film on Wednesday night at 7.30 showing down the street. Which from, is uh, weird. And, but, but they had renamed it The Coup. Been... It's, it's bizarre. I'm dead serious. They had renamed it this The must Coup. have been a test screening. Uh, for, for what I thought it was, I thought they were dumping this onto home video at some point. They scuttled three thousand screens apparently. No, this whole weekend was supposed to be wide open. I you literally surprised me when I came in here to this podcast and saw we are friends on here. I was like, good lord, what the fuck happened? I thought there were no wide releases this weekend. Or at least two weeks ago, there was nothing. So these two must have moved in um, after. Obviously, there's nothing playing. You know, the strongest movie out there right now is straight out of Compton. This in its third weekend is going to be. Uh, pretty far down, so there's going to be just open screens. Yeah, things are shedding screens right now. Fantastic Four, obviously, is one of them that's losing. Yeah, there's uh, no holdovers. Yeah, right, so 
So we got a we are friends, which is or we are your friends, which is the Zac Efron. Uh, EP. What is this like the, the, the rave scene kind of? Oh, uh, uh, whatever. This is Magic Mike. We're gonna try it again, except with DJs. I don't think this is going to be nearly as successful. Only opening on about 2,300 screens. So this is semi-wide. Uh, this isn't the 3,000. Semi-wide, that's wide. What's the 3,000 uh, screen marker, which I always consider no. to be ultra-wide. But regardless, I don't think this opens very good at all. I'm going to say $9 million for this one. Really? Yeah. I don't think, I don't think there's no room well, for it. I'm going distracted. to say $11 million, But that's, I'm uh, just guessing. Splitting hairs there. Uh, no Escape which actually comes out on what well, actually came out last Wednesday for one screening called the <laughs> now it's, it comes uh, out Wednesday. It comes out Wednesday. Under We're the only title doing the three day. Yeah, so this is only for the three yeah, day. Friday this is not the coup. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, or maybe this is, it is. Well, maybe the coup was <laughs> they were they're releasing No Escape after they released the coup. Oh, the coup maybe it is know. a fucking press screening. I'm not really sure what it was, but regardless, uh, it, was I think fa- this, it was a failed coup, is what it was. This is a failed attempt at making Owen Wilson an action star again, or Pierce Brosnan relevant. So I'm saying three million for the three day portion. Yeah, right now I'm at six. Um, you know, and I don't. I, we could go lower. You know, three thousand screens. I think at this point for this kind of movie doesn't matter. Um, and it always reminds me of the David Duchovny submarine movie that came out really wide. Uh, what was even the name of that? The Phantom. Uh, Phantom. Uh, Phantoms. Something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and d- it did about you know two or three million or something like that, and it came out really ultra wide, almost three thousand, I think, screens. And it's just a case of you know, right place, right time, right? Almost. Yeah, in the summer, a lot of open screens and a lot of things failing right now at the box office. No real hold this weekend outside of Compton and Mission Impossible. Everything else. Um, fell pretty dramatically. So get into the box office ace prediction game. Go over to the website. Get in. It's not too late. We got a tight race right now. It's about four or five major now, players. You can right beat now. me for sure. <laughs> uh, I'm doing it again this weekend, hopefully. So that's, that's my my goal. Uh, only only if I let you. Here's some trivia for you. Let's get into mm. this one. Last week you said it was oh, too God. easy. So this so week it might be even hard easier. Trivia? I don't even know easier? Hard. It might be even easier. I think it's even easier. But Really? Um, Right. Harrison Ford, who's Indiana Jones, of course, you know, the Indiana Jones. Solo, he should never be replaced. Sure. It's the Indiana Jones. He has shared the screen twice with mm-hmm. James Bond, former James Bonds. Hmm. Or current James Bonds, or one time James Bonds, or James Bond affiliates. What two James Bonds? Two. Two. Well, I, I mean, the one's obviously Sean Connery, but. What's the movie? Um, In the movie. Uh, uh, Indiana Jones, the third one. <laughs> yeah, well, that'll pass in this last crusade. So you can get a technical pass. I would have remembered the last the, crusade eventually. I'm trying to think of what the fuck. You know, the problem with Harrison Ford is he's done a lot of weird movies that I just don't. Well, it's, it's not the one with Brendan Fraser, I'll tell you that. I just don't. Uh, which one was Brendan Fraser? <laughs> that Extreme Measures or Desperate oh, Times? See, or... but see what I mean? Oh, yeah, exactly. God. I mean, this one's hard because I can't. I mean. Oh, this one's hard. I'm sorry. He, he may have been, you know, Indiana Jones and Han Solo. But, you know, other than that, he's just been drugged through the dirt. Um, I, you want to come back know. to this one? You, you want to circle back to this? No, I'm not, not going to know. So just uh, the uh, other one was Daniel Craig in Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, see, and I, I, totally out of my mind, but shitty movie. So yeah, really, yeah, do? achieving movie. So there we go. All right, let's uh, yeah. take a quick break, and we'll come back with uh, the debate or our conversation topic for today. This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com. 
Hello, everybody. On behalf of Nick, Joe, and Vern, we would like to invite you back for a brand new season of the As You Watch podcast. In our upcoming season, we will be talking about franchises, trilogies, and series of movies that you will recognize and some that you may not. We will also continue to post fun and insightful interviews with many people in the world of entertainment, as well as feature a lot of great guests from other sites and podcasts. So be sure to check us out on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podomatic, and on Facebook. And don't forget to check out our older episodes on our site, asyouwatch.wordpress.com. Go to MovieMavericks.com for all your movie needs. It's pretty like me. MovieMavericks.com Can someone tell me what the hell a movie maverick is? <laughs> yeah, boy. I had to play that one because you keep writing all those reviews on there, and I think people should go read them. Go to MovieMavericks.com because we don't have Roger Ebert anymore, but you definitely channel Roger Ebert in your reviews, and people should read that shit. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. We keep it up to date. Hopefully, we got some uh, some things to talk about in, uh, in the news today. So, finally, some things that are interesting happening out there. One is that Dwayne Johnson is continuing his ascension to be the most liked uh, entertainment figure of all time. I mean, this guy is just <laughs> who doesn't everywhere. like him. Even if he exactly. makes shitty movies till the end of time, you'd like him still, right? You know what's interesting Somehow. about Johnson's <laughs> careers? I think certain movies that he made maybe even five, ten years ago, if they had been released now at his height of popularity, they probably might fare better. Walking Tall, I, even Snitch, which I thought was really I would underrated. agree with you, um, except faster? that I don't think it's true. No. no, you don't think so? You think they still Well, fail? Faster's horrible. <laughs> I agree, um, but, but it's... I think that, I mean, just, I, I would say that, uh, you know, he, some of the, a lot of the, he's kind of on the Jason Statham track for a lot of his films. I just don't think they have a shot out the gate, you know, even with him in it. Yeah, they're starting to like walking tall. I just don't think will ever matter. But the rundown, great fucking movie. The rundown's fucking great. Yeah, it was, but it was never seen by. I mean, the interior that the score. I don't think it would work today. I don't think it works in this market. I mean, those movies, time and time again, fail. You know, and they're wonderfully great, but people will not go see them. It doesn't matter who's in them. The rundown is an overlooked gem, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, we have uh, him, though, he's going to take over another Disney franchise, hopefully, a franchise starter here. He's taken over uh, quite a few, but now he's going to be doing the Jungle Cruise movie, which they're setting into motion as a possible, after Tomorrowland really didn't materialize into a franchise or any sort of... Hmm, that's um, great. I wish they would make the Jurassic Park ride at Universal into a movie. <laughs> I mean, I wish they would just throw out, out on the that Jaws one. ride in general. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean... Are we still doing the Jaws ride? It's like, oh, look on the tour. There's Norman Bates. How scary. Are we still making rides I'll into movies at this point? Can Disney not have enough with just, I mean, do we, I, I don't want a Jungle Cruise movie. I just, I don't. You're talking I don't about, want it to exist. I want you, you know? to close your eyes I and don't want it to exist. Three summers from now, when you look at the <laughs> summer slate or the yearly oh. slate, Disney has four Star Wars movies, three Avengers I really Avengers hate Disney right now. I really hate them. Stuff. They're going to drag everything through the mud, and they're not going to give a shit, and they're going to make hundreds of billions of dollars off this, and no one's going to realize until it's too late, until everything's ruined, and no one, nothing's special anymore, and no one gives a shit. I'm just hoping The Force Awakens is really what people are, are building it up to be in a kind of their Phantom great. Menace uh, situation. Yeah, I know. Because we don't know yet. I mean, there's a, this, was, this was the exact kind of rhetoric that I heard before Phantom Menace was released. So. But a lot of the, spin, the, the, the Rogue One spinoff sounds great, so um, at least I have that to look forward to. Right. Well, uh, Dwayne Johnson, like I said, will be taking over this uh, franchise, a possible franchise, and, and headlining it. 
Uh, we also have George Miller, who's rumored to be returning to the superhero franchise that he was dabbling in about 15 years ago. Remember, he was attached to do Batman versus Superman or Justice League uh, over a decade ago. Uh, he's now been in the talks to take over the Man of Steel sequel. Please let it happen. Please um, let it happen. I would Please love to see let that. it happen. You might have a sequel that outshines the original. I mean, which you would might. Be hard to do. What do you mean, might? Yeah, <laughs> I'd say you would for sure. Oh my God! Please let it happen. I know this guy mm. um, really has an eye for. I know you still haven't seen Mad Max. DC needs, but I still I've seen. Well, I've seen Mad Max. I've seen his work before. Right, right. Uh, so I we need DC needs something special. God, you need something special so bad, DC. Come on, because you have some great fucking superheroes, right? They actually have, in my opinion, um, obviously aside from Iron Man, who's been one of my favorites before the movies came out. Um, but the DC superheroes are just fucking better than the Marvel ones. They just are. We live in such a strange time. I, I just my opinion. We, I'm listening to two kids the other day uh, talking about Straight Outta Compton. And they're debating certain things about the movie. And it was a fairly intellectual uh -huh. debate for their age. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, this is bizarre. In, in our growing up, we had an East Coast versus West Coast. I remember. Kind of, I know. That was a big deal. It was a big deal. Everybody talked about it. Do you know what those kids are talking about today? Marvel versus DC. Of course. I mean, I can't tell if that's but progress they, we or had the those, I don't know. We had those conversations as well back then. These kids it are feels 17, like having these conversations. They're grown. I oh, know we just had this conversation right now. We're, we, I couldn't fucking believe it. We had, we're on a movie podcast right now. I mean, I agree with you. The whole idea of of marketing and of selling things to people has has become so uh, great. Um, that you're, but you're not, you're never growing up, right? You're always wanting to just stay a kid and just buy all this neat shit all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's true though, right? I mean, tell me I'm wrong. I'm not. We were, you always want to be a kid. You know, the idea of like, you have to get people in uh, when they're young, you know, and then you have a, a customer for life. You know, they really clamp onto you. This is why we are still getting things like a Masters of the Universe movie in the making and things like that, you know, because of these attachments we have to certain properties and they're. Trying to force it down. Sure, and the, think, the things we're missing out on uh, that little kids are watching today will be, I'm sure, in 30 years from now, will be you well, know, I mean, coming make, up at, for adults and stuff. Movie, and I was never there part of the generation, so uh, you know, I'm still I'm mystified by that. Well, I hated Power Rangers shit, but yeah, I'm still I'm a Ninja Turtles man if I die. You know what oh, I mean? Yes. <laughs> by the way, did you read that article? This is kind of off topic, but not really. It's from a movie podcast. There's a Rolling Stones. Uh, article today or a tidbit that was released that Axel Foley, Axel Foley, please don't, good God, Axel Foley is a fictional <laughs> character in Beverly Hills Cop. Axel Rose is a real life person who used to sing in a band. Now, Axel Rose, uh, one time, delayed a concert over an hour because he was too busy watching the videotape of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Part 2. Did you ever hear this story? I haven't heard it, but I believe it. Yeah, I can absolutely believe it. I mean, he left, uh, I guess, a concert uh, hall of 40,000 people waiting well, he was finishing up the, the movie on VHS in the, in the back room. He's always been a dick like that. I mean, I that's actually that. very believable. Go, Ninja, go, Ninja, go. He was doing the Ninja rap back there. The Ninja practicing. Turtles, too. That's like, that's on the, the, the track to family. You know, that's, that was definitely the more family one. And then the third one was even worse. Uh, I was already too cool for school to watch the third one when it came out. You know, it was like I was already at that age. I agree as well. Yeah, me too. And well, plus it, it was it was so kiddy. Goofy. Yeah, it, it was, was really goofy. way so so family oriented. The second one was almost was definitely pushing in that direction. 
We have a, a Fifty Shades, not only a sequel, but uh, really two more coming at us. Is that 100 uh, Shades? Like I did that. Did you see I just wrote there? 100 Shades, 150 Shades. 100 I don't know, they don't, It's not 3D coming at you, right? They didn't have that 3D <laughs> porn. I've never seen. Where do you get 3D porn at? That's, that was my my question. I got to share. Let me share a story with oh, you. Oh, you got some 3D I'm porn. I'm off story. Now I'm talking 3D <laughs> porn. Let me tell you a story. You got so some. I, got I want to know who's friend. seen this shit. I, okay. I want to see some 3D porn. I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. Okay. Oh God! Did you watch it with all those guys? No, no, no. no, no. That's that's a different type of story. This guy tells me he's on a he's on a first date. He's abroad, and his old man has this beautiful home theater setup. Now his old man is a very wealthy to do guy, but he's, he's at late night he smokes a lot of weed and watches TV on the seventy inch uh, TV he's got in like his man cave. Well. My buddy's on this date, and he says, hey, we should get a drink, and I'll take you over and meet my old man, and he's up right now, we can smoke some weed and whatever. So he goes, and he's not about to walk in on the, the old man. Well, the old man's sitting there watching 3D porn. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to pause the fucking thing in the whole nine, so. <laughs> He's got the glasses on and shit. My buddy says he's trying to hit any fucking button just to make the shit go stop. You know? At least I'm just waiting because, you know, the worst, what's worse than that is obviously the next step in porn, which is virtual reality porn. And the thing, the thing about that is that they'll be wearing the helmet. They might not even know when you come in the room, right? Oh God, they're going to be fucking a lamp. They don't even know what it is. Yeah. yeah. This girl's really scared. Oh, this God. So, yeah, that's the... Hopefully he won't be listening to this podcast. And I just blasted that out to about 40,000 people. But, uh, you know, so <laughs> sorry about that, bud. But that's a great story. That lives anyway. forever on the Internet. Oh, yeah. Oof, digital footprint. So we got Fifty Shades coming at you here with James Foley behind the camera. Now, I'm just wondering, does this mean that we're going to get Cody Deal in the lead role? Because <laughs> wasn't James Foley a big Cody Deal supporter? I don't know. Why? <laughs> how? Wait, wait, how is James Foley? Wait, what? I... If, if you recall, huh. James Foley and your boy Cody Deal, he wrote a he wrote a letter for him, vouching for Die Hard, and that that role with the Jai Courtney. Was that the story? Yeah, yeah, no, I remember the Jai the the Die Hard Jai Courtney thing. I didn't remember it was, it was James, James Foley. Foley. Hmm. Uh, this is this is the man behind some great movies and some also not so great movies. No, I mean, he's made The Corrupter, but he's also made Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. So. I'm sorry, I thought you were talking about Cody Deal. No, Cody Deal, no, Cody Deal is the man from Almighty Thor. <laughs> he played Thor. <laughs> well, in the Asylum version. Um, yeah, for a low budget stuff, I, I think Cody Deal would be great, but I don't, I don't know what his. I don't yeah. think he has any acting chops at all. <laughs> above I that, this but is he's likable. Courtney in the lead. Yeah, I'd rather have Jai Courtney any day than Cody Deal. That's saying interested. something. Have you seen this Fifty Shades yet? Did you watch it? No, it's on my queue, but I, I keep putting things above it. I, I really know. want this Chris Farley movie and, and a couple other things. So yeah, well, Fifty Shades, just just get it over with. Well, they think like I'm on, they band. they think I'm on a four out plan instead of a three out. So I'm loving it right now. <laughs> love you, Netflix. Thanks for the computer glitch. I love it. No, you son of a bitch. You're getting my extra. Fucking keep getting movie. an extra only movie. <laughs> Like, ah, they're on the same account. We know you guys are sharing your streaming account. We're not giving you shit. <laughs> Ooh, don't tell them that. Yeah, Yeah, no, no, we don't do that. Shh, no. <laughs> I got an old account, so it's good. Thank goodness no one's listening anymore. Can't anyways. get rid of that shit. Four screens and it's HD. Oh, my God. You can't even get that anymore. No. You gotta get us caught. <laughs> Bragging about my old Netflix streaming account. Let's talk about things that we've seen this week since uh, I've made a couple trips to the theater. And I think you've Holy caught a shit. Well, 
Uh, I want to briefly tell you about Fantastic Four. I don't want you is, to briefly tell me about it. It's the. I mean, I want it, you well, to tell me what's wrong with it because I love the actors. Oh. But the yeah. idea. Well, everything I've heard is sad superhero thing. So yeah. how how it's, sad are we? I'll say this: the first five minutes, I was like, "This is going to be." Explorers slash um, Spielberg, early Spielberg, uh-huh. like really fun. The little kids are getting together and they're inventing stuff and it's got this nice tone. And then it immediately goes into this science fair type deal where uh, Reed Richards gets kicked out of the science fair because he breaks a fucking <laughs> basketball. That backboard. sounds like Fantastic he just, Four. He though. just created transportation or teleportation and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? So this movie, it has obviously studio tinkering behind it. I don't think Trank had a good movie here to, re- to begin with. I mean, it's people are saying no villain. there's no villain. There's no story. There's no villain. It's an hour to get going. It's, so you don't see a movie in here. No, it would have been good. Yeah, regardless. Artists. I mean, I don't. The, the original script by him and and uh, whoever the other person who wrote. It, I don't know if it's his friend or not, but was is sub- touted as being actually very good. Maybe on paper. And he's been said, well, right. And that's a good question that I would have next. So his direction is no good in this no, either. Because he can say all he wants about his version would have been better. But is but that his fault or has yeah. he, is it, a, is it, he's given up or is it actually really it's no not good? There. You watch yeah. this movie, you know what it reminded me of was the first X-Men. It seems like he's mm-hmm. trying to ape Brian Singer style. Well, get Brian Singer to do the fucking thing then. Don't get Josh Trank to do it. Because he has no yeah. stamp of signature and all it feels like is a copy of a copy. And no wonder Fox wanted them to go in that original X-Men mold. And even the color palette is very similar to that original X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um, the kind of downbeat ap- attitude everyone has. Which the fact is that all... they don't do anything. They're just kind of assembling and they do like one minor mm-hmm. task and it's all a big setup for something now that we'll never see. Uh, it's really all for naught is all I can really say about it. What's well, the seriousness issue, isn't it? I mean, you're taking something. Fantastic Four is never meant to be serious. It's a it's hokey thing, and it can have serious uh, points to it. Look at the, uh, you know, um, hell, look at the Corman movie even has some serious uh, points to it. But it should overall be fairly fun and stupid, right? It mm-hmm. always has been, even in comic form, you know. And they've there's been serious issues and serious things dealt with in it, but it should be silly, right? It just should be. It's just a missed effort. It's not the worst thing in the world. I didn't hate it, um, but I just watched it and it went by so quickly. It's a hundred. It's a hundred minutes, an hour and forty. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So it just it plays and it's extremely forgettable. I mean, I, I told you it makes the Green Lantern movie look like the Avengers. So they should have just kept going with what they had, which is what I've strongly felt yeah. that they should have done because I really liked those. A third those... film in that series would have made more than this, obviously. And I thought it would have been great because that's that that I think that cast, the original cast, um, while I love this other cast, uh, was perfect, was pitch perfect for that. Um, and the tone was great. This has your I'm telling you, this is X-Men one. This is Brian Singer, Christopher Nolan esque mm-hmm. uh, bullshit. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's forgettable. I'll, I'll, people will have forgotten about it by the time the reboot <laughs> happens. Oh, Tell me God. Yeah. Let's I want to know what you thought about Chappie thing. because I didn't care for Did Chappie. You, you didn't think? like this. Well, let me ask you. Do you like District 9 better or worse than Chappie? I like District 9 a whole lot better. A whole lot better. Okay. I'm the exact opposite. They're basically the same fucking movie. Yeah. Um, but I didn't – I was just never a fan of District 9. It. I didn't like it, – it felt choppy to me and I didn't like the way that it, it dealt with um, – the aliens and then the, the human guy. I would and say this, that's exactly my review of this movie. Personally. That's the difference. Well, interestingly yeah. enough, yeah, I felt this was more coherent and and just worked better for me. Uh, so we're just exactly the opposite on it. I really love this movie. Um, 
And I think it's Blomkamp's best work. Wow, that's uh, impressive for you to say that because I felt it was – I didn't like – I thought the, the family aspect was was forced. I thought that the villain was, I was interesting, the, 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 kind of the drug dealer guy with the shootout. And so I thought that was an interesting character. He's not the villain. I know. I thought <laughs> – He's a side villain. <laughs> uh, but Hugh Jackman's kind of, I thought, wandering around in uh, there. I thought he was great. I loved uh, it. It was weird and it didn't have – It's definitely weird. Um, people kept to their – like Hugh Jackman wasn't didn't become some – I don't know. Because you read about it and it's like, oh – Hugh Jackman's against artificial intelligence, but he wasn't. He wasn't against artificial intelligence. He was against um, anyone else getting in his way, right? That was it. He was very, so everyone in this is so human. And the idea of you know, artificial intelligence, what is it to be human? Um, you know, Hugh Jackman wants only humans to be in control of military equipment. He doesn't want to have some robot do it or artificial intelligence in a way. But um, because his his whole thing is for his project is that the human's going to make the right decision, right? It's going to have uh, emotion and all this stuff. And this whole movie's about emotions fucked up, right? It makes you do bad things when you have emotions. I cared and for this about the same like about level human. as the last year's mm-hmm. RoboCop. You thought this was better? Oh, this is tons better than RoboCop. I felt I felt I the mean, exact same level of uh, way better. Of I thought, no, I thought I really that Chappie is a great character. I did think that they did I, a great job with him. Yeah, and you, you do fall in love with him. I really thought this was a grown-up version of Short Circuit, um, a rated R version. Really, I, the ending blew me away because just the choices of I just going – he just went all the way with it. And you don't see that very often, especially nowadays. Um, everyone's so safe, and this movie is not safe. I just I'm amused here because these are the exact things that you hate in Elysium <laughs> and, uh, and District Nine. No, Elysium and District Nine have serious overtones, uh, political and social overtones to them. This does not have that. It really doesn't. Um, it ha- what it has is themes, and and, and it, this is like what a story should be. You know, you can get your point across without slapping me in the face with it. You know, and and not only that. Uh, Elysium, like if you're gonna make a movie like Elysium, don't make it about healthcare. I mean, seriously, <laughs> it doesn't. It's th- that's a horrendous. Th- yeah, what? <laughs> I don't hey. know. Fuck that. I, I really like you. This really, movie. you were really enchanted by Chaffee. I thought that it was a great character uh, in a in a wandering movie there. But uh, I do think that it deserves. A well, look the movie does the wander, fact. but I think his yeah. movies just do that. Yeah, but it is worth a look. I think just for the Chaffee character alone, in my opinion. And you, you like it a lot. I say, I think most people, if they like District 9, will like this. Because it's essentially the same movie. <laughs> Did you catch uh, the unauthorized Full House story last night on Lifetime? You know what? I had it all queued up, and then I, I just I forgot to watch it. Yeah, I DVR'd it myself, but I did watch it. This was like a Lifetime's Sharknado, if you will. This was like their ultra hashtag event. They were trying to get the, oh the world God. all in a fear. And uh, really, it was all for nothing. Because this is a, a very <clears throat> interesting project in the sense that this is an unauthorized it's Uncle story, Jesse's, but uh, unlike that Saved by the Bell one last year that was based on Screech's memoir, however uh, false that was, it's still based on something that was published. This is based on nothing but just uh, public record hearsay? interviews. <laughs> I mean, this is just, this is just yeah hearsay, fucking hmm. fluff. I mean, this is based on nothing. It's just written. So everything there's nothing new here. I mean, I didn't learn one thing I didn't know about the show previously, other than the fact that maybe Bob Saget and Dave well, How Coyer much do you know about? You should tell us how much you know about the show before you say okay. that. Okay, okay, there's a lot, right? Obviously, you're a full housey. I got a question for you. You want a little trivia? <laughs> okay. How did the, how did the Tanner's mom die? 
Well, I don't know because I don't remember the show. I have literally not seen the show. She was killed um, in a car accident. I think she was killed by a drunk driver. Oh, that is true. I do remember that. See? You know you Kimmy Gibbler <laughs> loved the motherfucker. I knew you loved it. I do know who Kimmy Gibbler I, I know who everyone is, but I don't remember. No, I do know, but I don't remember. So, But you're right. If that's the case that you're just reminded of shit that you knew, then yeah. Yeah, so it's like that. Mm-hmm. Although I think the guy playing um, Bob Saget did a fairly good job at conveying what Saget was all about. I think he comes off the best in here. But really, this isn't a smear job on anybody. And at least it doesn't result back to that annoying tactic that Say by the Bell did, uh, or at least so the, the think, Lifetime movie, where they stopped and talked to the camera and broke the You think the, the guy playing Bob Saget has a shot at the How I Met Your Mother uh, Lifetime movie? Yeah. <laughs> Inevitably, that's coming. <laughs> As the narrator, yeah. I think that this should pretty much put the nail in the coffin of these things. I know it was probably a ratings hit, but these are becoming so perfunctory and so just uninspired in every level that it's just watching actors play dress up and not even very good at that. So um, nothing to see here. Move along. (laughs) (laughs) This is not the droid you're looking for. I I guess it's not surprising. (laughs) Uh, now what about Maggie? This is the Schwarzenegger zombie flick. I kind of wanted to see this. Did you see? Oh, so you didn't see this. I thought maybe you saw this. Um, yeah, it's not good. No, that's disappointing. It is so disappointing because the first act um, I thought was really good. And I'm so with this or I really just wanted to be with it because it's, you know, it's, got, it's got my guy in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's what you should do. Um, and Abigail Breslin's really good. Every, every, the acting is great. Um, so it's not their fault. The movie is so artsy fartsy, so slow. Um, every ounce of, of action that's in that trailer and and you know, anticipation or just all the emotion that's in that trailer where you think, oh my God, you know, what's he going to do? What, how's he going to deal with the situation is completely absent in this movie. It looks drained of color and energy, honestly. It really is. It's just they meander along. Uh, I mean, the first act, obviously you learn everything you need to know. And then every other act after that is just a continuation of that. You know, it's, it's almost like you're stuck in a loop. She's a zombie. Oh, no. How sad. Uh, you know, like I fucking, I get it. Like, can we, can you do something? Can we add, can we up the stakes in some way? You know, and it just never does that. So it's, it's just the, the first act over and over and over again. Does it um, end satisfyingly? I mean, is there, is no, it it's a horrible well? ending. Yeah. That's um, right. I thought actually, it was very ambiguous. Well, it's not, no, it's not ambiguous. It's totally tied down. Horrible ending, though. Be just in, in the sheer, the way this movie's made. This movie's cheap, uh, very cheap, and I hate to say that because you know it's one thing to have a movie that looks cheap. It's another thing to notice. Oh, that's cheap. Oh, that's cheap. Oh, that's cheap. You know, by the eighth time, I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, you're weighing on the movie at this point. You know, you yeah. didn't. It feels like you didn't put enough into this. Um, but the ending is just the ending decides that it's not. Arnold Schwarzenegger's story, and I hate that because um, it uh, certainly isn't Abigail Breslin's story. I don't know whose fucking story it is. Um, it's the father's it's, story. It's actually how I both how of them. With the daughter, that's what the whole it's point nobody's story. It's so meandering. It's uh, really both of their stories, but the ending just for me decides that it's her story, and I and I hated that. So it pains you, but you can't recommend this one, huh? I can't because I really wanted to. It's such a great idea uh, for a movie. They really they deal with the zombie plague as if it's the AIDS epidemic, you know, and it's such a great idea. And they kind of deal with family um, dynamics as if she has AIDS and stuff, uh, you know, cause she's contagious and and this kind of stuff. So it's so, uh, it's just so relative to to the world we live in today. And it just fails uh, to be exciting in any way whatsoever. Uh, That's disappointing. Like I said, 
Uh, I wanted to see this one, but now I think I'm going to stay away from it because I had a I had a feeling it was going to be like that. I thought there were some touches in the trailer. Yeah, that it's not worth watching. Like I say, and it's only an hour and a half long, which got me even more excited because I thought, oh, fuck, this is going to be a wonderful movie. It feels like two hours. Uh, Honestly, so slow. I saw Vacation uh, this week, and uh, I got to admit, I'm on the fence on this one. I didn't. I can't really recommend it for any good reason. It's not <laughs> as funny as something say like Horrible Bosses Two from last but year that I but really enjoyed. It feels enjoyed like you kind of want to recommend it, but I kind of want to yeah. because I like Ed Helms. I like Christina Applegate. Yeah. I laughed at some of the jokes. I thought Chris Hemsworth was finally used to good effect outside of the Marvel movies. Um, I thought that this was amusing in parts, but by no means uh, a world beater. I mean, I think you could do a lot worse to go uh, rent, you know, this and watch it at home. But um, I yeah. think upon repeated viewings, I might this might grow well, on me a little bit me... more. Is what I'm starting to get the because I think back to a couple of things. I'm stars on the site and. Uh, I just it's it's nowhere near as good as those original ones, mm-hmm. but then and it's got some really odd things in it. Um, but then it, there are some bits that score. So uh, I don't know. It's kind of a, it's kind of a take it or leave it situation on this let one. Me, you know, let me offer you up what I consider to be a wonderful family vacation movie, RV. Yeah, I thought. How does it compare? I think I like RV better. I have better. To admit. I really like RV. Actually, so I think RV is underrated. Yeah. Uh, that's the the Robin Williams Barry Sonnenfeld movie from about mm-hmm. ten fifteen years ago, um, and I thought about that a lot in this movie because that's obviously the one that was Griswold esque, and they did a lot of interesting, funny things, especially with things that pertain to the RV, cleaning out the toilets and, and shit like right. that, um, and the, the whole commune of RV campers. Uh, this doesn't have that per se, but it does have a lot of jokes about GPS and, and and you know new cars as family and, friendly or oriented no, this is very that, right? radar. This yeah. is actually pretty vulgar and I, I like that yeah. about this. Um, but I think that actually might have hurt it at the box office uh, just a bit. But this is they're saying you know modest level hit. It's made what fifty million here. So people are seeing this, but I don't think we'll ever see this incarnation of the Griswolds again. But <laughs> for what it is, I, I, it's a good one off. I have a strange sense of humor when it comes to comedies. I like that's my boy and nobody else in America seems to so uh, you you won me over on that one, so thank you, thank you. Hopefully, Ted Two uh, tickles your funny bone too. I still think that's the funniest one of the summer, in my opinion. Hmm. I'd put this one just about on the level of a uh, train wreck. So, so there's your <laughs> equation. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let me train wreck equals equals vacation vacation plus Ted times two. RV squared minus no, no yeah. Okay. Equals you got a beautiful mind over there, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> right now, window panes as I do this point, you know. So, uh, all right, streaming online pick of the week. What do you got? What do I got? So we talked a little about this off air. Um, my four, because I have a I have a no no movie, but I also have a four movie, and I would say, um, if you haven't seen it, or even if you have, maybe you need to revisit it. The Nicolas Cage movie, Lord of War. Yes. It's so fucking good. Fantastic. Um, yeah, Andrew Nichol just did such a great job directing. Um, and everyone else in it, Jared Leto's so good in it, Ian Holm. Um, Ethan Hawke. Even though they're, ba- yeah, they're kind of, some, a lot of people are barely kind of in it, they're just, but they're so great. Um, and it's such an interesting movie, and Nicolas Cage is really good in it. Yeah, he's really good in that movie. That's maybe one of his last great performances. Um, yeah, like, just really toned down. across the board, I thought it was a really good movie, so... Definitely check that out. Now you said and you had one that for, was a was a no no, and I guessed that I was like, I know. You exactly said you what knew it what it was, so I want to I want to know if you actually know because these, these obviously these are both new. 
Yeah, um, interrelated, you said. So I knew yes. it was before you even said that. It's next. <laughs> it is next. I knew it. I run the same wavelength. Man. <laughs> Which is so fucking bad. Next is, is, so is bad. one of the worst Nicolas Cage movies. But it's one of the um, best because he's played a magician. It oh, it's so stupid. So okay. For him. Um, you know, watch it if you want to watch it because it's really, it's bad. But, you know, to be fair, I've seen the whole thing. If you ever um, want to you know, see I didn't stop watching. Oh, my God. Camera. She looks so She's so hot in it, him. too. She looks so uncomfortable um, fucking around with him. Of course. He's old even at that point, you know. Oh, man. That's a bad Nicolas Cage one and a good but, Nicolas um, Cage one, so that's good. Yeah, watch it, I guess. But it's bad. Uh, it's I, bad. I'm picking Homefront as my... Uh, Which is so good. Favorite. The Jason Statham movie written by Sylvester Stallone oh, and star James it. Franco along with the Winona Ryder. This was a movie I... I I saw bits and pieces of it. You've been um, telling me how good it was for a while now. I finally sat down and watched it, and I was really enjoying this. It's not going to win any Oscars. It has no pretensions. It to should, be. though. Everyone's so good in it, man. I, it, it, Statham, an Franco, Kate Bosworth, so good in it. Um, Winona Ryder. And it's written so well. Oh, my God. I love it's this movie. Extremely pulpy. I mean, this is good, juicy pulp fiction. Um, the kind that I would say, oh, they don't make anymore. They do. It's just you got to hunt and search for it. And this is one that got buried because it was released at a bad time during Thanksgiving. It's a terrible time to market this shit. Um, and the, the marketing itself wasn't very good. And the box cover, I mean, I look at the goddamn icon on yeah. Netflix. I never watch it because <laughs> it looks so generic. But I watched it, and I loved every single minute of this movie. I really got into this. Uh, highly recommend you watch Homefront if you haven't done so. And Lord of War, by Trevor said. It's a great, great mm-hmm. movie as well. Let's do the trailer addict. Oh, boy. Yeah. Trailers can be wondrous things, giving us insight into the unseen movies of the future. But when they're bad, fire photon torpedoes. Shields up, red alert. Prepare for trailer addict. Ooh. Did you hear Patrick Stewart said that he's not going to ever, you'll never see Jean-Luc Picard again? I know. What was, it, what was that thing that he's doing? What, nine more Wolverine movies? Um, <laughs> no, that's Hugh Jack. <laughs> what, is he blowing Ian McKellen? I don't know. Um, not, well, maybe. Um, I don't know. Well, it was like, uh, I can't remember what it is. He's like he's blunt, he's he's keeping it talk he's keeping it that. real. Thank you. That's a blunt talk. Blunt yeah. talk on stars where he plays a, a very interesting a uh, news anchor. So it's actually not a bad show. Have you seen it yet? I have not. He's funny in it. He's got an underrated gift for a comedy. Strangely enough. Well, yeah, because he's well, he's the captain. Because <laughs> he's the motherfucking captain. <laughs> uh, he makes he's, it so he, even yeah even if he's trying to get away from it, he's not going to be able to. Let's talk about these trailers. What do we got here? What do we got? What do you want to talk about first? Um, let's just uh, let's go with the witch. Let's go I like this order. trailer. This thing freaked me out a little bit. This is like the good version of the village, right? This is uh, <laughs> this is good M Night Shyamalan. I don't know if it's the good version of the village, but uh, it does look really good. Um, I love the time period, which is like uh, 1600s um, Puritans, Pilgrims. Yeah, it's just a great time for a witch movie. And freaky, and because it's, it, you know, it's kind of like camping, right? Like you're just out there in the middle of nowhere with your family. Scary. But these Scary. people live like that, so this time period in of itself, I think, is a little bit um, scary just on its own without the supernatural, right? Because you might fucking die anyways. Yeah, they're well, so vulnerable to the elements, and then you throw uh, in the supernatural element, it becomes even scarier. Yeah, it's like the Oregon Trail, right? Everyone's gonna get dysentery. <laughs> you're all gonna shit yourselves to death and that's if your wagon doesn't get surrounded by indians I mean, exactly rude 
So, uh, yeah, I thought this trailer was very effective. The Witch, I think this is going to come out in uh, a small release in October, but it will be uh, hopefully platforming. I'm coming to a city near you because this looks extremely effective. I think this is uh, one of the better trailers on the show. Uh, next, we have Victor Frankenstein, which is going to be, looks like a, a possible hopeful franchise from 20th Century Fox <laughs> starring James McAvoy as the inventor, and we have Daniel Radcliffe Sorry, as Igor. You said Victor. You didn't say... Sherlock Holmes three? No, I didn't. See, or uh, Van Helsing. Part Van Helsing two. two. Yeah, this looks fucking horrible, man. I thought this trailer looked pretty bad too. It just looks like we're trying. Well, just what we said, right? Van Helsing, Sherlock Holmes, Victor Frankenstein, right? This just sounds like some producer studio-driven uh, thing. That's just it. Just doesn't look good. Not only that. But when you put these two actors together, all I can think is is Harry Potter and uh, you know Professor, Professor Xavier. X, yeah, I just, I can't get past it, especially with them together. It, it somehow magnifies it. Uh, my problem with this was that I got like a, a pr- extraordinary League of Gentlemen vibe out of it. Yes, this. because it's so fun, right? Oh, it's so much fun. But wasn't Universal going to go back and redo their catalog of all their movie monsters? Does this not step into that territory somehow? I was a little surprised that this wasn't yeah, a universal but they product. Don't, I know because it looks like one, right? But they don't—they right. don't own, you know, the rights to those. So, oh, okay, yeah, that's true. I guess they don't so, own the rights to Mary Shelley's they stuff. They could do whatever they want, but yeah, this is know. looks like a non-starter at the gate. So I wasn't very impressed with this. Since like neither were you. Uh, the next trailer is mm-hmm. Eli Roth's *The Green Inferno*, which is about a bunch of rainforest activists who go off on a peace-saving peace. Keeping mission and their plane crashes. Next thing you Sounds know, like they're, they're, thought they were trying to save the rainforest. How exactly do you do that? I guess besides making peace with the somebody, <laughs> green Greenpeace. Who knows? I'm sorry, God, he had one in the chamber for that, didn't you? Yeah, you like that? You're yeah, right you just, there. How, how the hell you do that without making peace, huh, buddy? Yeah, <laughs> you just give me uh, right. give me a fastball right. home runs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, this thing looks uh, pretty startling, especially and this is a remake of Hannibal or Cannibal Holocaust, right? The the 70s horror. Yeah, film that, and and that's exactly what it looks like, right? Something from the 70s, uh, which I think is great. Yeah, I think this is actually a very effective trailer, more so than I thought it was going to be. And I'm kind of excited to see this. Uh, I, I want to see this now. Yeah, me as well. I mean, I love Eli Roth has this sick, twisted thing where he takes normal, pe- good people and just fucks them up. Uh, and he also uh, has, so a, I, I mean, it. I will never underestimate that again because of, I thought the writing on Hostel 2, which is a strange thing to say, has such a great twist in it. But it's so it true. played with, with the and conventions. I love Hostel 2. And it turned things on its ear to the point where I thought, okay, this guy's at least thinking a lot more than your typical guy working in this genre. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can never discount him after that. And I want to see this because I'm thinking because this might you have wonder, the same kind yeah, of Because you wonder, yeah, what might happen, right? And you know these people have to. Uh, get out of the situation in some way, or maybe they don't. Fuck, I don't know. He's kind of a, an enigma in that way, but at least you know it's going to be a fun ride. It's going to be something different. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Speaking of those two uh, two terms, I guess the Turbo Kid is looking to be exactly that, <laughs> which is kind of a, I mean, a very knowing '80s throwback. I mean, this looks like it has yeah, elements this is a fan BMX band aid bandits to right, Waterworld band-aid. to to yeah, no BMX band aids. That's what I was doing. When I was on my BMX. And I thought I was like thrashing, but I wasn't. There was I'm no rad for me. Hey, mommy. <laughs> I saw rad, and I was like, yes, I can do that. And yeah. this guy um, but Turbo Kid, I mean, this is this is fan made. This is obviously a right. Well, it looks like a fan well, movie. Right? About this, it reminds me of things that have been popular recently, like the Miami Connection and, and shit like, like that. Like an Alamo Draft House movie. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, but so, uh, what do they call it? Grindhouse type thing. Yeah, definitely. The thing with this kind of stuff is that I get, I, I, I get the joke so quickly that I get over the joke. Very quickly. Even it. in this trailer, I was done with it before the trailer was. Uh, I'm, I understand what you're saying, but I fell in love with this. I would watch the shit out of this movie. I, I I'm down with it. Um, it, re- it reminded me, I, I mean, I will say there are, have been movies that you have recommended to me. Um, what was the Australian, the, uh, um, dead end driving. Thank you. Dead end driving, uh, which is very similar to this. And so I, I'm just hoping this could be like this. Cause I love the juxtaposition of, of these fun eighties, uh, you know, music and, and then the looks of, of love and like we're having so much fun and then they're literally just blood sporting everywhere and they're just destroying shit. Yeah, done right. This is like good Ozploitation, like a Bryant Trenchard Smith movie. And Trevor mentioned Dead End Drive in there. If you haven't seen that, that's a great movie from the 80s. That's uh, very fun and sci-fi stuff. But this kind of reminded me of something called Evil Alien Conquerors. Remember that movie? Oh, God. It kind of reminded me of that with that stupid kind of bit. knowing. Um, I hope it's not because I'm not a, the no, biggest I mean, fan that of that. No, that movie grew on me after a while. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, something like that, though, where like it's a knowing nod. So it takes a little bit something oh, out of sure. it. Oh, for sure. When it's so like wink, wink, you know, we know what we're doing. And this is, you know, so um, it, okay. it, it seemed very wow. calculated in a way. No, I'll agree with that. But still looked pretty good. We got the keeping room next, which looks very similar actually to the witch in the sense that it's the same time period, but I think about a couple hundred years oh, after. No, this 1800. is yeah. Okay, this is well, a western. Right? This is a western, but this is like straw dogs, right? Uh, mm-hmm. In western form. God, that is couple- exactly what I thought. Uh, straw dogs, yeah. So it's a uh, when all females, two sisters, and 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 um, uh, their slave, their African American slave, are stuck in their home, and these men are trying to get in and you know do manly things to them we don't know right yeah Um, and they're trying to stave off these these savages these these wild outlaws what do you think uh, what do you think of the cast at all i mean brit marling i love i think she's great Haley stanfield i think was good where do i know her from where's brit marling from um she's from a bunch of uh stuff mostly um independent independent stuff yeah um so you know like the east which was um also had uh, what's her face? In well, it? I know I've seen the face from somewhere, uh, and, and I know Haley Stanfield. Well, they they was used had Ellen Page whatnot. in it, yeah, and she's also has that song about masturbation right now. It's hot, oh, but well, it doesn't look like she masturbates in this one. Well, that's, um, that's I don't know if you remember Another Earth. Um, oh yeah, 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 I recommended uh, had um, starred uh, Britt Marling. She's Sam really Worthington good. in this, who I always get confused with Joel say. Edgerton. Um, what do you like think? Oh, he looks good, right? Yeah, finally. Finally. I know. I agree. That was the thing that surprised me when I saw him and I thought, oh, boy. And then he I was holy shit. Like, he finally, he found his fucking role. Uh, this movie, if you, it looks like you know what you're going to get with it in a lot of ways. But uh, I, I do like this kind of stuff because this plays on. Uh, we're talking about a lot of horror movies really on this show. This is, in a sense, another horror movie because it plays on that fear of uh, somebody getting into your, your con- home and your, your confined right. space and you know doing all these things to you, which every human being can, can relate to. So I think that this will be unnerving, like it says in the trailer, um, quite a bit. But I respond better to things like The Witch, you know, where it's kind of that supernatural element as opposed to the, the human evil. I, like the, I prefer the supernatural evil in my horror movies. I'm not, uh, I'm not particular. I'll take either one. Yeah, any horror will do. Any horror, <laughs> any horror will do. Yeah, oh, tell me it's no different for you. Come oh, on. Oh, my goodness. Hey, a port in any storm? 
<laughs> that was there nowadays. Oh, exactly, my friend. Can you believe we've already wrapped up another show? We've done 280 of these motherfuckers, and these things just fly by. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, can you believe it? I know you guys Not can't believe really. it because this episode is coming to an end. We want to invite you all to go to moviemavericks.com, read new reviews, listen to past, past podcasts, or just podcasts in general. I mean, they're all over the place now. Yeah. Um, iTunes, Stitcher, you can find us on there. Hey, like us on Facebook, rate the podcast, conversate with Trevor and I. Do whatever you like, but just keep listening. <laughs> we all want to thank you guys for your support. We're amazed at how many people yeah. tune in each week. We, uh, we enjoy talking with you guys and uh, obviously talking with each other, so... Speaking for my man over there, Trevor Anderson, I'm Jason Rugard, and we, of course, are the Movie Mavericks. Oh my, another magnificent episode has come to an end. If you're craving more, set your destination to moviemavericks.com, warp 9. Engage! <laughs>